Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, ladies, today we have a guest with us. We have Molly Hillenbrand with us. She is the founder of Hillenbrand Media and also is launching a podcast as well, December 28th. It is on air with Molly Dare. And if you're like me and wondering where Dare came from, it's her real middle name we found out. So that's really cool. So I'm excited to dive in and talk about her business and her company and what she's doing and how she got there and all that fun stuff too. So thanks for taking some time to hang out with us. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. And I hope it's okay that I told everyone that that's your middle name, but I just, it's too cool not to share. Absolutely. I put it everywhere. I, I went for 40 years being mortified that that was my middle name. And now at 42, I love it. Start owning it later on, you know? Own it. I, it's now in my title. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it rhymes. It gave you a really cool podcast name. It did. <laughs> yeah. I love it because it's like, it's, it sets the precedence. Like, dare me. I'm going to do it. Like, it's just so bold and just like, I love it. I love it. I remember reading a post about that. I was like, how cool. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just got Marie. <laughs> right. Rochelle. I'm like, okay. Awesome. And so, so that podcast is coming out soon. We'll talk about that. But then, um, or I guess we could just talk about that first, your podcast. So what's your, I hate asking people like what your podcast is about. Cause I always think about when people ask Rachel and I that, and I'm like, well, it's hard to just limit it to one sentence, but <laughs> Yeah, so um, the podcast is really a combination of all the people who have inspired me over a decade of kind of being in the business. I feel that everybody has someone in their life that really inspired them, mentored them, kind of gave them the push to pursue their passion and their dreams. And so I'm hoping with each episode where I really showcase people who have overcome something to get where they are today, as wonderful as it is to showcase people where they are today. I really love to hear the good stuff and like where they really struggled. And because I think that's yes. what be vulnerable, relate to one another and be like, oh, okay, me too. Because we tend to put people up on pedestals and what we don't realize is that they're struggling just as, you know, we all are. And we all have, you know, that inferiority complex of like, do I really belong here? Do I deserve this credit? And so I think once we can all be on that same level and we see each other as equals, I think that's really powerful. So my guests are all people who have inspired me and that I hope will inspire everybody else who listen. Oh, I love it. And that's exactly what, you know, when we, when we sat down to discuss our podcast and what do we want to do? How do we want to do this? And, and that was exactly what the approach that we took. We realized that there was this like big disconnect in the market where we always see these influencers and the big celebrities and those who made it. And it's just this big gap. And it's like, for that woman listening, you put them on that pedestal, as you said, and you see this big divide and you think, well, comparing my chapter one to their chapter 20, what's the point? I'm just going to give up on my dreams or, you know, I'm not going to start or whatever that is. And it really just like fizzles out and leaves that woman just feeling defeated. So we decided at that point, like we need to talk about that middle. We need to talk about those struggles. Let's get real raw and make it relatable because every woman who has made it or any individual really has gone through the hard stuff. And that's what we strip down and we talk about because that is where the truth and the hard work and the perseverance and determination come from. And that's why you see them on that, you know, proverbial pedestal. Right. So it's amazing. I, it's, it, it's such a cool, relatable topic too. 
Yeah. And I love that you said that because I always say, don't judge me on the chapter that you came in on because you got to read the whole book to really understand me and not just the chapter that you're seeing or that I'm just putting out there. That's not my whole book. That's just the chapter. Right. Right. Love it. I think it's cool too. Like what a great kind of like, I want to say tribute almost, but kind of like a really like nice thank you to all those people that have helped you because that probably is so rewarding to them now to be like, oh, she was my podcast because I was part of her story because sometimes we can be part of people's stories and we don't even really know it <laughs> until like later. Sometimes you just never know. But so obviously this is a thank you to these people that have helped you along your journey to reach a level of success that you've had with your business. So, so let's talk about that. Like what, it, what your business is, what you've been working on to get this so, success. Media is my company. I started it back in a few years ago in 2017. And it really was born out of, I had a lot of life transitions going on at the time. Um, I'm the queen of starting over along with a lot of other people. <laughs> I just admit that I have to start over a bunch of times. Kind of enjoy the process of starting over. It's actually something that I really enjoy doing, even though it's been forced on my hands sometimes, you know, through divorce or moves, etc. I ended up moving down to Florida. I was at the time the owner of some retail stores in Chicago, New Jersey. I ended up having to close them, having four weeks to figure out my new life in Florida, getting my kids in school, finding a new home. So I sold my stores and I was in this kind of weird in-between stage helping friends of mine. Um, start their own passion projects. I was teaching them how to do social media, Instagram, Facebook, just to get their company started because it's just what I naturally love to do. I wasn't charging them. I just was helping them out. And I realized how much I loved doing that. And just through word of mouth, because I was having success with them and getting them started and they were telling their friends and their friends, I was like, huh, maybe I should start charging for this since it seems to be taking up you know, a lot of my time and I seem to have some success with it. So it really just started out as me helping others learn social media, and all of the advantages of putting yourself out there and your brand and your business and your passion. And what naturally, over the time that I was down here, there was a small TV network, network called Ion South Florida that was looking for a co-host at the time or an on-air host. And so they brought me on to not only help them grow their business, but to also be a host on air. So that was kind of my first on-air experience. And I said, well, if you want to grow and you want to be big, we got to be eye on New York, eye on Chicago, eye on California. We can't just be eye on South Florida. So it's a great, go do that. So um, that kind of started my journey in producing, learning how to edit. And I really just fell in love with the process of putting people in front of the camera, making them the face of their passion, of their product. It's not just your restaurant that I want to feature. I want to feature you. I want people who are watching to see why you're so passionate about your restaurant. Because I truly believe that you can show your product. It can be the best product in the whole world. But really where people are going to fall in love and be loyal fans of you is if they get to know you. Because people want to support one another. They want to have a human connection. And I think this last year more than ever, the human connection has been so desired. And people have really discovered how important it is to get themselves in front and to get their message across. Absolutely. It's just absolutely needed, especially now. And, you know, and you're right. It's like when you, you fall in love with that brand and it's like, okay, but it almost sparks that curiosity. Like, how did it get started? And then you do some research. Mm -hmm. Oh, and this is the founder of it. Oh, and then they have this. And so it it almost relate. You feel like you're part of not just the brand, but their story. Like you're the example of their successes through all this. And that's why, you know, what you do with you, why you do what you do with the podcast. 
Exactly. And it was so interesting and it just naturally evolved. And I find with most people, their success just happens naturally, organically. It's not necessarily what you planned to do. It's not where you saw necessarily your podcast going or where you saw your business going. It just naturally, organically happened. And so while I was filming these segments and spending the day with these people, once we wrapped and the camera crew was packing up, I sat down and and talked to them. And it was that 30 minutes hour that I wish I had filmed because that's when they opened up. That's when they were like, oh my God, you have no idea the struggle I got to get here. And then we would have real conversations. And I wanted to be like, guys, back over here. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's really what started the past year or two of me going more in depth with the people, with entrepreneurs, with my, my sweet spot are people who are just starting out. As much as I love to feature the successes and the people who have made it, I really love the passionate entrepreneur. And the most passionate entrepreneurs are the ones who are just getting started. They make the best interviews. You can feel their passion. They're just magnetic. And they're so excited. And they don't have their rehearsed speech of their you know, pitch. And um, you know, I really love it. So my podcast is just an extension of, of being able to market and promote you know, these amazing people that I've met along the way. Oh my gosh, I love it. Again, I commend you for it because this is it, it's that realness that really connects people. And so that we need more of that as well. I thought you talked about like leaving the cameras rolling because my family, my mom growing up, she always thought I was a nerd because I love sports. I like, love watching sports. Sports is my life. And like you watch the game and when the games are over, like most people like shut the TV off. But like those afterward conversations with the athletes, I'm like, no, like that's where, that's my favorite part almost. Like, uh-huh. It's like hearing all that stuff. And like, um, even like on um, Netflix recently had like the last dance with Michael Jordan. I was like obsessed because I was like, yeah, he has all these accolades and the success, but like hearing like the story is where it's like. People want real. We've been inundated for the past decade with a lot of surface uh, reality TV where it's just stuff, right? And it's fancy and it's all of this outer shell you know, stuff that we praise and we kind of lost that connection and the humanness of it all and the realness of it all. And I think now it's kind of turning the other way because people are so sick of like the fakeness and and all of that, that they just, they miss the human connection with somebody. And like, tell me how you really feel, like show up without the makeup and the hair done for once, you know, Um, and and, and let me relate to you on a level that I can understand. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, so good. So good. And and it's funny because it's almost like when, when we're playing that role, it's like a facade. And when we strip it down, sometimes people don't know who they are. So they don't know how to show up. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, listen, I even struggle with it too. I mean, you know, in all honesty, I'm so used to being in front of the camera for so many years and being on that this is as much as of a journey that this podcast is for, for the people who are listening it's also my own journey that's going to be unfolding as I'm trying to, you know, at 42 years old, I've got a lot, I got to figure out and decompress from myself, you know, so I used to putting on the smile and the appearance and now I'm really stripping down and being honest and vulnerable and really talking through human emotions and experiences. And that can be, you know, it can be really great, but it can also be really uncomfortable too. Yeah. yeah. Just thinking too, we've talked about this in the past before, but just how I feel like times have changed so much because it used to be like, when I first started in business, this was 15 years ago. And I was always like, always be on, right? Like you're talking about like, everything's positive. Everything's good. Always be on, like always be on your game. Like it's strength, right? So don't like, don't show any vulnerability, I guess, for lack of a better word. Like it's just, you have to always be that where I feel like 
that was true at that time. I feel like times have changed so much that people now are more attracted to the vulnerability. So I don't know if that's just because change in the times or because I feel like more people are becoming entrepreneurs these days because of internet, all this stuff. So now it's starting to be more exposed, right? Because I could, I could own a big company 30 years ago and you never see my name or face. So I don't have to. (laughs) Right. And I think for so long, women felt they had to be like men, right. To to really climb to the top that we had to have the men um, identity and their characteristics and being strong and not showing weakness or vulnerability or softness, God forbid. I think now that women are really being highlighted and praised for the fact that they are soft. They're, they're able to have both qualities. You're able to be a strong leader, but you're also you know, able to have empathy and understanding. And, and honestly, being able to go back and forth between the two is really one of our best assets. And I think it's really being seen as an asset instead of a weakness in women that we are able to have emotions and feelings and relate to people on many different levels. And we don't have to always be strong with this big cover of, of armor. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And to briefly throw on my, my book here, Chasing Perfection, that was exactly what it was. It was about putting on those masks so that you, it's almost like that fear of being seen to be, appear to be weak and less than. So you put on these masks and, and, you know, it's really like this facade that we're carrying through our lives where we lose ourselves, but we're disconnected from others because we don't really know how to interact with them other than what they expect of us by what we've worn. And so, yeah, vulnerability was, you know, it was really scary when I had to take that mask off because it's like, I had to be seen, but yet, who am I? Am I going to be rejected? Are are they still going to like me? And and so it's really about, you know, that connection, that vulnerability, having the courage to strip it down and strip it off and just show up as your real authentic self. And that takes a lot of work. But it's like once you figure that out, it's so freeing because it's like you could just show up and be you. But it is. It's a journey. And every day is like a choice and a struggle. But once you've decided to take that path versus the other, it's, it's less exhausting. Absolutely. And I love that. And I think that, you know, my biggest challenge is getting people in front of the camera. And because a lot of women, their men will jump in front of a camera, no problem. They don't care. Whatever. I really find that women are so much more concerned about how people are going to look at them. What if they mess up? They're so wanting to be perfect. And, and I'm like, it's okay. Actually, I prefer you not be perfect. And that's when people will, will love you. And for, for women to, to become untrained in the fact that they don't have to be perfect, and actually the way people will love you is if you show your quirkiness, your, your flaws, really that's what makes you you. And that's what's going to make you stand out. Like show your quirkiness, show your flaws. It's okay. Like, you know, I love when someone, and you can almost see in the moment when they, they kind of take that mask off and they become comfortable. And I, I love watching that moment happen. I know. It's, it, and it's beautiful just watching it because you see that it's almost like they let that guard down and they just, they, they relax, like they step into who they are. And that's when it's almost, you could, like what you said, you watch that transition and it's just a beautiful transformation literally in the midst of what you're doing. Really cool. That's fun. So when you're working with these companies, right, is it just women or you're do- with both? No, I really work with men and women. Um, love them both. <laughs> yeah. um, I, my, you know, lately I would say it's a lot more women because I think a lot of w- more women are stepping into the pursuing their passions and becoming entrepreneurs and, and, and I love it. Um, so there's just a lot more, more women that I have been working with more, more recently for sure. But yeah, no, I, I do both. 
Yeah. And so it's, it's working, it's helping them with their social media, make, creating stuff like that. So, so what do you think makes it so like important? Obviously we know to be on social media, but as your as this is your profession, like helping people do that, like the, the importance of that, but then also like maybe you work with people on different things, like maybe the importance of like establishing like, I think some people, when they start in business, they get this, exactly what we're talking about, like this identity where like, am I my business? Am I my own? Do I have a business Instagram page? Do I just do business on my personal? You know what I mean? Like whether there should be that separation and, and you know, and I struggle with that too, to be transparent. Um, and you know, the algorithms are constantly changing and, and, but you know, and I have my personal page and I have my business page and now I have my podcast page and they each, you know, I use them very differently depending on what it is, but there's also a lot to be said for combining it all into, into one as well, because there, you are one person and this, everything that you encompass. Um, and so, you know, there's really pros and cons to both and it's whatever you're most comfortable with and what feels right to you. Again, there's no wrong way to do it. There truly isn't. It's really, the only wrong way to do it is if someone's telling you, this is how you have to do it. And it doesn't feel natural. That's when it's wrong. But, but really if it feels right to you, then it's right. And keep going down that path. But again, I can't, I can't um, highlight this enough how important it is for you to be in front of the camera and for you to have a voice, for you to speak to your audience, for them to know who's behind the business. Right. Not just make a bunch of cool graphics, like actually put your face, make a video. <laughs> Pictures are awesome, of course, but, but really where you're going to get the most interaction, commenting, everything is when it's you are there. I mean, it, yeah. In 95% of my cases, um, not my cases, my clients, um, they, um, it's, it's really when they do a video, when they're doing an Insta story and they're just being themselves, it's, it's like that's when people fall in love with them. That's when they get more people attracted to what they're doing. So, okay. So two things this is just brought up. Number one, I like that you said that. I appreciate that you said that it's up to like what you want to do because obviously if people want to work with you, like they want you to help them be them, not what, you know what I mean? So I think that's good that you're giving that advice to do it yourself. People have told me like, you have to have like this certain pattern to your Instagram. And I'm like, that's just too much thinking for me. And like, I feel things in the moment, (laughs) but what you were saying about like, okay, creating videos and that's how people will get to know you and love you and everything too. So what would you say? Okay. So if there's people that are just getting started, cause I feel like, right. We're in an instant society. People want results right away where they need to start thinking like long-term and get into the habit and the consistency. So if you are like posting videos and they feel like, Oh, I just poured out my heart and soul and six people watched my video <laughs> or, you know, like something like that. Sure. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. And I still have to remember, I've been doing this for a decade, right? So it's, I, I mean, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever, I've been in front of the camera and I put myself out there for 10 years. So to me, it's just natural. I, I have to always remind myself that many people are frightened to death to put themselves even in a photo. They just don't, for whatever reason, they don't even want to be in the photo, whatever. So literally sometimes it's just starting with just put yourself in the photo. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to do a video. You don't have to speak. Just put yourself in the stand at a table in your restaurant or, you know, with your product, you know, just let people see you, right. And then get comfortable with that. So then it's like a slow progression of just getting them comfortable. Then it's like, let's just do a quick 30 second. Hi, my name is right. And this is my store. That's it. That's all you have to say. And then we'll just go right into B-roll of your store. And it's just a slow progression for a lot of people because I don't want to throw them in, you know, with a five minute video off the, from the start because they're 
awkward and they're not going to feel right. And until I can tell that they are so like confident where they're going to come across confident, I don't want them in a video that where they're looking insecure and, and you know, talking right. and started looking what to say. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of it is behind the scenes work of mentoring them, media training them, um, getting them to the point where we're ready to release a video and, and get them to, but it, there's a whole lot that goes behind where, you know, that you don't necessarily see in an Instagram square. Right, right, right. And that's all the behind the scenes stuff because that's all the important things. Well, yeah. that's the stuff I also wish that we could get share more of because I think that would be really helpful for people to see what is, and this is another thing that I'm doing with my podcast on Mondays, it's Mondays with Molly. Um, that when you sign up on my website, I kind of share little tidbits of my media coaching and ways to get more comfortable in front of the camera and how to promote yourself and your passions and all of that. And so, you know, I am kind of letting people in behind the scenes of what, you know, I tell everybody to do over the years. Yes. And and all of this is like, it's cool because it's not like you're just a, the service, but you're, you're mentoring and doing the coaching too, which is really important because I think when we're, when people are starting out, they don't have that direction. And if you just say, Hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And they're just kind of like, okay, great. But I don't even know where to begin. Should I post this picture? Should I be in the picture? Should I not? What should I say here? And so it's really about like coaxing them along the line and allowing them to get familiar, but comfortable with that transition because they're starting at basically nothing from the get-go. So I love what you're doing. It's, it's so needed. And, you know, especially in in and online with social media, because again, we still have that facade where it's like, if it's not perfectly curated, then what's the point? Right. And I don't know about you, but I like when it's not perfectly curated. I like it's real and I don't want to perfectly curated anything. Right. My interest. And I think, you know, people need to understand that. Like nobody wants perfectly curated anything. Like that's boring to me. It's forced. And it's so over-programmed or over-produced. Right. And, and it's like, we're, we're getting almost immune to that. And I'm seeing a trend, especially on, uh, on Instagram, because when we look at a page, we look at like aesthetically, does it catch our attention? And I know for me, when I see something that's perfectly curated, it doesn't resonate with me because, you know, obviously I'm a recovering perfectionist. So it's like, I want to see the realness. And yeah. I remember somebody was saying like, oh, well, you, you know, you really should put some filters and presets and all this stuff. I'm like, hi, I'm a perfectionist. We don't do this stuff. Like it goes against everything I believe. And it's just, you, when you talked about being in alignment with who and who you are and like your message and everything, that's so important. And this is so important for all the listeners. It's like really aligning yourself with that North Star. And that North Star is who you are, like your authentic self. So if it doesn't feel natural and organic, do not force a square peg into a round hole because somebody else has is doing it or somebody else has told you to do that. It's such an important lesson and I love what you're doing with it. Thank you. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I've never been a perfectionist, so... <laughs> it, it sucks. <laughs> Literally, it's exhausting. <laughs> but uh, no, it's... Uh, so. So how, how do you start with your clients where like kind of walk through a process? Do they come to you with looking for on air television or is it more so with social media? Two years. It's, you know, I really focus more on, you know, the filming, the segments, um, they're more film segments than I do than manage. I don't necessarily manage as much their, 
you know, their social medias as much as I used to in the beginning. It's more just filming. And they all come, there's no one recipe for each person. I really take each person as its own um, because they all have different levels of experience. They all are coming in. Have, some have been on you know, TV 20 times. Some have never even been in front of a camera, let alone a video camera. So it's really just getting them comfortable with me, first of all, because if you're not comfortable with the person that you're working with and you don't believe in their vision and what they're capable, then you're already a lost battle. Um, so it's really important, I can't say this enough, that whoever you, you're choosing to work with, whether it's me or anybody else, that you feel comfortable with that person and you feel that they get your passion and your vision because I don't take anyone on who I'm not passionate about their vision or I don't truly believe in it because you can see it on my face. I'm very passionate. <laughs> you can read everything on my, on my face. So that's really important. And then it's really just walking them through you know, where they are in their process, what their end goal is. Do they most want to highlight? What are they most comfortable highlighting? If they're not comfortable talking about certain aspects, there's someone else in the company that we can have bring in. And it's just really getting the whole feel of really what they're looking, not only for now, but a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. You know, another thing that, that I also tell a lot of people is how to repurpose their content. So it's like, you know, you pay someone a fee to get, you know, all this video footage and then you put it up once and that's it. No way. Like, you should... Repurpose your content, recut, reshare, share little parts here, little parts there. You have like little lessons, different captions for each part of it. Learning how to repurpose your content is so crucial um, and, and the most bang for your buck. I mean, you're spending money and you're investing in yourself, learning how to, to make it last way longer than just a few posts that can last for a year. I repurpose my content. And so, you know, that's another really important thing that I, that I tell a lot of people too. I think that's super important. And as you were saying that, I looked down on my laptop because I have like a post-it that like has that written on it, especially because there's some people like, okay, like Rachel and I, as much alike we are, we're also different. Like her um, captions are like long and heartfelt and she goes really deep. Right. And I'm like, here's me at the beach. Sun, sun emoji, right? Like we're just different in that sense. So for me, like when it comes to like what you're talking about, like repurposing, cause that's how it is. I'm like, ah, it takes me so long to come up with a really long thing. And I'm like, I can't do that all the time, you know? So how do I take, you know? So I think that's really important taking it. Oh, I don't know if you guys do this too, but sometimes my caption comes before the photo and I have to find a photo that matches it. Or sometimes the photo brings the cat, like it goes both ways. Yeah. <laughs> And it depends on what I'm going through that day, that week, or what message I'm trying to get out, or I'm trying to promote something, whatever. But it's not, I don't just go through my photos and say, oh, that's a pretty photo. Let's post that. I really, it really has to be authentic to whatever I'm going through that week or, or feeling. And so, you know, I, I tend to go more on the longer side <laughs> sometimes. Um, but, but it really is. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's cool. Like, I wish I was more like you and Rachel in that sense. Sometimes do a heart emoji and that's it. So don't get involved. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So a question for you too, because you are, you said you're a single mom, you have two daughters and you run this business on your own that you started. And then obviously launching this podcast and all that fun stuff. And then when you're talking about, cause I feel like this is where people struggle sometimes too in social media, right? It's like, I don't want to be on my phone 24 seven, right? So some people do plan, you know, they plan ahead with it. But obviously we're talking, we want to come across as authentic and what we're feeling in the moment. So like, what are like some tips or tricks that you use for yourself that you're like, okay, like, I don't want to spend all day on my phone. I have my kids. I have my life. Like I want to spend time with them and 
not whatever. So how do you like remain authentic, but still like not spend all your time on online? That's a great question. If I ever figure it out completely, I will let you know. How <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have a 12 and 15 year old, so they occupy a lot of my time. They're also on virtual schooling. Mm -hmm. So my schedule this year has changed just like everybody else's, right? And so everything that I finally had gotten into a nice little rhythm, just finally, you know, completely went out the door and then we had to refigure it out again. And so what is most important to me, I think for any mother is finding the time to like decompress and to not think about work and not think about your kids either. Sorry, kids. But I spend 30 minutes in the morning before they get up and to have just like a moment to clear my head. And I can't, people would always say this to me, like, well, you have to do yoga. You got to do something for yourself. I'm like, yeah, right. I don't have time for that. This last year, just because of the stress of everything that's going on, I get up 30 minutes before my kids. I make my coffee. I go sit outside with my dogs and I just sit outside on my patio and just be for 30 minutes. And I can't tell you how much that has helped just my overall mental well-being throughout the day. And I literally sit there and I kind of plan my day in my head. Um, you know, I do scroll through social media sometimes. Sometimes I don't even have my phone with me. And if I honestly, if I feel that I need to post something, I do it. And there's days where I just don't, you know, I, I really don't, I, I'm not OCD. And so I don't have to have a scheduled post every 12 hours or 24 hours or anything like that. I really try to just do what moves me because people can read into that. When you, when I see that people have like the scheduled and the post, I can tell which ones are scheduled and posted yeah. because it just doesn't always speak authentically to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there's a happy medium somewhere. And then I do at the end of the evening as well, like after my kids are, you know, they've done their bath, they're in bed, whatever. It's like, I'll do like another kind of something that hits me that I want to post something that happened to me during that day that I want to share. You know, I'll do that too, but I don't force myself to post. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know because it takes that pressure off sometimes. And, and, and I know that Aaron and I have had these conversations where, you know, for me, if I don't have the time to write a longer caption, do I just throw something up there? Because then it's like my audience could tell it's just kind of just winging it. And, and it's just, it doesn't feel congruent with me and my brand and my message. And I know like same with Erin, because sometimes she'll just like post something really quick for the sake of, you know, checking the box consistently done. And so, you know, and I love that it's kind of like, you are able to take that step back and just be in it in those moments. So you don't feel like, oh, I have to, and it's a race to get, you know, the post out or the content created. Well, you know, what really helped me was my stint in Instagram jail, because I was, you cannot which we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah. So I'm a five-time offender. So <laughs> I wear it proudly. I am an aggressive liker. I, my, my name is Molly Dare Hillenbrand, and I am an aggressive liker. And I can't post anything for seven days, right? So I used to be, right, because I wanted to keep the algorithm. I wanted to keep the post going. So I wouldn't let more than 24 hours go by before I would post, et cetera. But I think the first time I landed in jail was like maybe six months ago. And so you're kind of kicked off for, for seven days. You can't post, you can't comment. I'm like, oh, like I mean, it's just nuts. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? My whole world's going to collapse. You realize real quick, your whole world does not collapse. <laughs> Nobody misses you that much, as much as you miss. You, you think that everyone's watching you and be like, oh my God, why didn't she post? No one's watching that closely. <laughs> no one, you know, so many people get back online and say, sorry for my absence. And people are like, are you, you were gone? And um, you realize real quick that it's okay. You don't need to post every 24 hours. It's okay. <laughs> the sky is not going to fall. Um, and so that made me start calming down on my need to post as often or whatever. Because I realized it's, it's quality over quantity. 
and also a clear and consistent messaging in your, when people start doing random stuff just because they think it's going to get more likes or whatever, when you stray from your message and who you are, you lose an audience. I'd rather you post less frequently, but consistently in your message than just trying to put stuff up just to get another image up there. I agree. And I too am an aggressive liker. And I was just recently released from Instagram jail. (laughs) I'm a two-time offender (laughs) for taking advantage of the social aspect of it. Apparently I like and am too social on on social media. But it's kind of funny. That's how you and I had bonded over that as well. But you know, the very first time I was in jail, I started freaking out because it's like, for me, I was like, oh, but that's going to, I had like the streak going. And then interrupted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like I have to start back over. But I remember the very first time it happened, I had this moment moment of panic. And I think I'm like day two or three. I was just like, if I could message Instagram and just say, thank you for the vacation. <laughs> it was just really a nice break. And I realized there was it, it wasn't a break by my choice, but it was a, a favor that they gave me because it really did give me that freedom back because it, it took that pressure to you know produce the content schedule it out and get on there and make sure that all the content's created. So it, it does, it's time consuming. So it was really cool. But um, yeah, coming off of it, I just this time when it happened, I was like, thumbs up. <laughs> Thank you. Right. You know, some, you know, some things are blessings in disguise and it really does kind of help you prioritize what really matters. And it's not getting your post out for the day. That's for sure. And the aggressive liker club is really a, a great place to be. There's a lot of cool people here. So. <laughs> Never Aaron, been step in. up your liking game. <laughs> I know. I must. I got to step it up. I got to get myself into instant jail. <laughs> I did do this. So, you, so you're making me feel kind of guilty when you're saying this because about authenticity, which is something I pride myself on. But in July, I was like, I'm not going to do social media at all in July. Like, I needed just a mental detox, right? I had like a baby in April. I just think through like this year. It just got to July, and I was like, I'm, I just can't, right? But I was so fearful of like losing any like traction of anything that I like planned my posts for July. So I was like, I had some planned, but but after taking the time to do that, some of them were cool, but some of them were like, here's a dog, right? Like just a random, like, I don't even have a dog. That's not real. Like I didn't really do that. But as an example, like here's a random whatever. So I felt like some of them, like they weren't authentic at all, but I was just posting them ahead of time because I didn't, I had that fear of like missing out, I guess, on like not being on social media. So I don't know if that's a validated fear or not because one month is a lot is long, but like, (laughs) I felt like I had to have like every other day, like I need 15 posts planned for July if I'm not going to be on. And it was just like, not really real. It didn't feel right to do, but I didn't want to totally disappear. Well, it's so interesting because I was having this discussion with someone the other day and I'm like, do you even remember what it was like when we didn't have social media? And, you know, when I was first opening my retail stores back when I was a retail store owner, you know, Facebook had just come out and Instagram wasn't out yet. And I was just starting to use Facebook for business purposes and putting up like the clothes, the new arrivals or, or something like that. But there was like a good solid year or two where social media did not run my business life, right? And it did, I didn't care about posting or any of that. But it's honestly, it has so overwhelmed and certainly my children. It's, I don't think they ever remember a time before social media. Probably. And it's, it's like when you think of how much time you spend on it a day, or I can, I'm just going to speak for myself. 
it really is overwhelming, but you know, there's a positive, listen, I love social media. It's obviously what I do for a living. So I'm not going to um, put it down like imagination, but it is interesting how much it has infiltrated our lives in every single way. I mean, it is how I stay in touch with my family. I mean, business aside, it's also how I stay in touch with my college friends, my family, my, you know, everyone from afar. It's just, it's everything. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah. And that's kind of like that, that fine balance. Cause it's like, you get that screen time and it tells you you've been on social media for X time. You're like, okay, but I swear I was only on it for work for like, you know, whatever, 25%, but then you're fine at connecting with your friends, your family and so on. So it is, it's, um, one of those like double-edged swords. It's like you, you can't remove it entirely because it just, it, it does take you offline from the connection aspect of it, of just being, you know, interacting with, with family and friends. Especially with this past year, right? With us all in isolation, what would we have done without social media? I wouldn't have, you know, I just saw my parents for the first time in a year. I haven't seen my family kind of live all over the place. And obviously we haven't been traveling or visiting each other. And so I'm grateful for social media. I'm grateful that I can see photos of my nieces and family because I'm not seeing them in person. I'm seeing what my friends are doing. So I'm incredibly grateful. I can't imagine how isolating it would be if we didn't have this, you know, during this past year. Right. Oh, so good. So yeah, I know that um, like just social media is the number one way to stay connected. And as much as we want to reduce that time, I think, you know, if you could give a tip on how to kind of give a little bit of balance or maybe like pull back if we're seeing that it's sucking too much of our time out, what what, what advice would you give? Um, you know, again, I, I again, this year has taught me uh, uh, so much about how important that that time away from it is. And again, you know, I try to do that 30 minutes in the morning, the 30 minutes at night where I literally just like leave it inside. Like I just, like I just leave like all my electronics inside and, and to step away from it. And I honestly, I think it's so important because it teaches you to be present. And I think it's very hard for us as adults when we have our children and everything to be present in the moment. And I think that's just more of a, you know, it is a lot of it has to do with social media, but just how we run our lives in general. And it's like, we're racing from here to here to here and all, you know, my kids, their sports, et cetera, and constantly checking our phones. And oh my gosh, who was that? Cause you know, and I turned, oh, that's the other thing I did is I turned all of my notifications on silent because every time I hear that ding, it's like, oh my gosh, who is it? And I, and I immediately no longer present, right. in wherever I'm on, because I'm constantly getting alerts. And so just even turning that on silent has been wonderful because then I almost forget that it's there. And then I don't, I'm present in my moment and I'm not checking it. So I think, you know, A, having that 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening, but also putting your notification on silent is a huge help. And I have only done that like for the past six months, I put it on um, silent and I tell you, it's given me a lot of my time back. Uh, good tips. Uh, that, that's actually something I do. Um, do not disturb. I know Erin will try to call me. She's like, did you send me to voicemail? I'm like, nope. Yeah, yeah. Like, immediately reject it. It. yeah. <laughs> do not disturb has been a lifesaver. I put that on my Mac. I put it on my, on my phone, huge help. But then you do find yourself just picking up the phone out of habit and you're like, Oh, there's a notification I missed. And so, yeah, I love that at me because they know I'm on social media all the time. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. My texts are like, I, I don't even see that I have a message until I look at the end of it. Like I don't even see my texts. Um, they're all, you know, hidden in whatever until I'm done with whatever my actual work is. Um, like, I know you're on your phone. You're not responding. Like, I swear I don't see it until I choose to see that. Right. Um, um, okay. With your business, is it so since you're working with people directly making videos, so people would have to be like in Florida, like near you. 
So that's again, why I've had to obviously pivot this year and kind of with the videos, I, I filmed a lot in New York, Chicago, and LA were kind of my three big staples of yeah. life. And obviously also down here in Florida where I live. But because it's a bit of Florida, Rachel. Yeah, you guys will have to come down. (laughs) But because, um, you know, of COVID and obviously the proximity to people, and I need to be in your face if I'm interviewing you. So that's why the podcast was kind of like a natural progression and another way of marketing. And I'm able to do it through Zoom, which is wonderful. I mean, Zoom has been a savior for everybody this year, has it not? Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, my hope is that I get back because I truly do love the in-person. I, and people love seeing where people live and what, you know, where they're at and, and all of that stuff. So I do, my goal is obviously to get back to filming the video segments for sure. I'm hoping we can get back to doing that as well. So I'll be doing both. That is so cool. I suck at Instagram story videos. So I can't imagine doing like professional. Like, well, you know, what's so funny. Production. <laughs> Means you do it a few times to get hooked. You're like, <laughs> probably, probably. Do your kids use social media? Because I was gonna say when you were talking about like planning your stuff, I'm like, you kind of have like two little built-in. Like I would just have them kind of help me do my stuff. It's amazing how quickly the kids they know more than I do about social media. <laughs> I mean, they have learned so quickly, and they know all the secrets and the shortcuts. And I'm trying to keep up with them. Yeah. Bring it all out all the new apps that they have and the new, you know, filters and all that fun stuff that they do. But no, they, uh, speaking of, my kids really do help me a lot. They are really helpful. And they're also my biggest critic because you find out that kids say things very honestly. (laughs) If I'm something right or wrong for sure, or mom should do it this way. And so it is helpful. I mean, I obviously want to reach all the generations. And so I do take their input, you know, obviously. That's, That's so awesome. cool. And, and yeah, so I mean, it, you have so much going on and I love what you're doing. And then you know that we could probably keep going about it because it's like everything is constantly changing, especially on social media. And it's like, you know, how do you keep up with those times and what, how do you stay current and relevant? But I know so many people are just like, this has kind of been a conversation that's been taking place over the past, I don't know, how many months are we in? this pandemic, but really at social media. So how could people find out more about you? If you want to give them your website, how to follow you and any tidbits you want to leave the listeners with. Sure. Well, they can find me at mollydare.com and they can sign up for my newsletter for monthly Mondays with Molly as well. And you can also get all my new podcast episodes when that they launch on the 28th. And I'm also on Instagram, of course, um, at mollydare or at on air with mollydare or at Brett Media. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We're going to put all that in the show notes and we look forward to following your journey and your launch coming up. So congratulations on that. So thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.